Hello and welcome to 60MW. I'm Chris and I'm joined, as always, by, by the most tremendous man, the most wonderful, loveliest man in the world. Um, I wonder if I'm making him uncomfortable at this point, because I've been saying that for some time now. It's Mr. Adam Parry. No, not uncomfortable, just erect. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was the intention, I have to say. Um, yeah. are Mission you... accomplished, young man. Mission accomplished. Is it a lazy lob or is it a full-blown stiffy? Um, well, I'm picking my nose with it as we speak. <laughs> awesome. Well, very good. Uh, I shall be imagining that whilst I'm <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> just any, any, any movements of your own, as long as they're out of the way of the microphone, we should be okay. Oh, yes, yes. Um, well, anyway, um, this is a uh, spotlight reflection show. And um, believe it or not, this is our 12th show. Um, and believe it or not, this might blow your mind, Adam, uh, because it only seems like five minutes ago since we uh, we started this. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, well, as of day of recording, it's the 3rd of September 2020. But our first ever spotlight reflection show uh, was Biggles, and that was released on the 5th of September, 2019. Ooh, so it's our anniversary. How different life was back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing's happened in the in the year. No, so, I mean, just to, I suppose, give people, if this is their first time listening to um, one of these shows, uh, a bit of an idea of what to expect. Uh, this is, uh, well, it was your idea that you came up with. So it was around, well, probably, well, it was pre-September, wasn't it, last year? Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, would have been, it was around <laughs> August. I came up with it in November last year. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and, well, explain to people why we're doing these shows. Just a harebrained idea to watch films that we was it was it films that we liked as a child? I can't even remember now. It's uh, films, films we are aware watched. of yeah. as a younger person, not necessarily child because we're both old fuckers. So you know, I don't know what we're counting as young these days, but in our youth mm. and um, yeah, stuff we haven't seen for ages, watching them and seeing if they still hold up or if mm -hmm. we change our opinions, love them, hate them in the middle whatever we've had everything yeah and i think well what regardless of you know the whether or not they do stand the test of time i think we've had a good time with pretty much everyone that we've spoken about um yeah i, I am going to go through them just very quickly because i think it's you know just it's our anniversary isn't it i guess it's our anniversary we can go through everything it's a paper is it paper paper yes yeah so we can just to again if turn people on to what we've been talking about over the last 12 months uh, help me remember because i can't remember them all off the top of my head yeah so the first one being so and we alternate picks by the way as well so uh, oh, yeah. yeah as you know we we uh, swap and change every show so uh, and some of, of the movies we've never seen which also adds a lovely element of uh, of surprise whether or not the, the other person's going to like them uh, so uh, the first being uh, biggles which you picked mm -hmm. Um, I'd never seen that, or I'd only ever seen bits of it. Uh, Blue Jean Cop was the second one that I picked. Was that uh, only the second one? Yes, that was crazy, isn't it? Crikey. Um, no, I'd never seen that. No, The Beastmaster, um, the third one, which I had seen, but only once when I was a kid because it traumatized me. Because when the little, <laughs> the little ferret gets chucked in the fire, oh god. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, 
After that was Return of the Living Dead. That was supposed Ooh, yeah. to be a, a Halloween show, which was released in December. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Uh, um, I don't know. I think that was partly us because we were being, being a bit slack as well. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, in March, was Dark Angel. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Like and, and today's film shares uh, a um, common theme with Dark Angel, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, after that was Creep Show. Oh, yeah. Forgot that one as well. Which is your pick. Uh, and then in May of 2020 was Class of 1999. Yeah, I'd never seen that. Which is mine. Funny. Uh, May. Uh, well, again, we were prolific. <laughs> Fun, yeah. fun, funnily enough, we were prolific between March <laughs> <laughs> this year um, and sort of, well, I guess up until around now, um, was um, The Golden Child. Remember yeah, that? that was where we sort of hit our first stumbling block. Yeah, it was okay. Over a lot, uh, After that, I probably, I think our longest show in terms of uh, recording time was um, AWOL yes. with Van Damme. Uh, and there, I mean, it goes by lots of different names, but it's, it'll always be AWOL for me. Uh, if half the running time was us just talking about the different names. Yes, that's very true. In July, we talked about Spaceballs. Mm. Um. And then in August, uh, we talked about Rawhead Rex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then again in August, uh, our most recent show, I guess, just prior to this one, uh, was The Karate Kid Part 2. Yes. So there you go. Uh, so, yes, this is our 12th show. Um, I hope it is. Anyway, I'm, I'm sure I did it up the other night. And I, I'm, can't, you can't really get that wrong, can you? I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> no. but, Especially since you've got them written down in front of you as well. Very true, yes. Um, so, and also, as I suppose, you know, to see how this show is blossoming, um, we have also got a little spin-off of Spotlight Reflection show, which is all about TV shows for people to check out. And we've just, as of today, the first episode has been released, which is, uh, uh, we're going to be talking for the first three episodes anyway, about Sledgehammer. Um, so that's good fun as well, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah. So I, then, I, 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 if we ever get past Sledgehammer, I, I'm toying with the idea of going so ridiculous and left field. Well, I, again, the first, I think this, this, what that was your idea. Both of these are your idea. Uh, yeah. So, you know, well done to you. Uh, but also, <laughs> the, the, the TV show that you sort of first suggested, I thought, hmm, <laughs> that's a bit weird. So if it's that one, or if it's even weirder than that one, or left field. Oh, it's, it's weirder. No, very in, in a different way. Okay. Um, uh, I can't make my mind up yet. <laughs> well, you've got a bit of time. Yeah, to but it's, it's the three episode thing. I don't know if I could stomach three episodes. That's all it is. But, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm intrigued now to uh, to know what that is. Um, but anyway, we are here today to talk about um, Stone Cold from 1991. Um, which you haven't seen or no. hadn't seen, I should say. No, I know more about the mating ritual of a squid than I do this film. Mm. Well, uh, there you go. How exciting. Uh, and so this is the link between Dark Angel and this movie. Uh, it was directed by Craig R. Baxley, um, who, done a, doing a bit of research, wasn't the original director for uh, Stone Cold. The original director apparently spent a few million quid 
um, filmed scenes that were never used or some scenes that were never used, talking about the lead character's backstory, his family, all that kind of stuff. Um, And it's never, well, I've I've not seen the reason why he left the film. Um, I think the the lead actor, Brian Bosworth, who we'll talk about in a little bit, he mentioned in a Q&A that there was a few issues shall we say um you know but didn't go into detail as to what they were so there you go and uh, and again i think you can see i mean we all get, get into the film in a bit but there are a few issues with continuity and stuff which you may have noticed um possibly. maybe but maybe not you might have to uh, you might have to guide me through those <laughs> uh, fair enough um so <clears throat> My history with this film is um, 1991. I'm trying to think of the first time that I saw it. It may have been one of those films that I either rented on VHS, because uh, as we've said before, you know, although this would have been an 18, um, the video shop owner didn't give two shits because, you know, I spent money exactly. <laughs> regularly. Yeah, they wanted their one pound, one pound fifty or whatever it was. Yeah, I Funnily, I can't remember how much it was to rent movies. I think the movies that, you know, were newly released, um, you may have paid a little bit more for them. And then they had the sort of like, you know, what a class has the bargain been sort of like, you know, the older rentals um, that, you know, would be a bit cheaper. I never went to Blockbuster. There were always independent video shops that I always went to. Um, It was always a pound. And then it turned into yeah a new release was a pound fifty. Um, this was for three nights. You didn't just get one night; you got three nights. That's right. Really Fifty p yeah. a night. They only ever had one copy as well. So if a new film was coming in, you could uh, you could book it out like yeah. in advance, and you'd walk in there excited to I don't know get Rocky Four or something, and there'd be an annoying on loan blue cardboard sticker on the top of the VHS thing. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Oh, oh God, that's bringing back some memories. Because yeah, they'd uh, they'd have the cases, you know, in, on the shelves. Yeah. Uh, but then they'd have the little tabs. Uh, you know, I think as were red, or something that you indicated that it basically wasn't available, and you'd be like, "That's oh, really <laughs> pissed off." Um, but yeah, I remember doing that. I remember doing that for Total Recall, booking it out. Um, uh, Robocop Two, I think those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the time, you know, it was Robocop Two, yeah, and true. I, I, that was nineteen ninety. So um, how old would I have been? Um, Fourteen. So, again, another 18. But as long as an adult was sta- standing around somewhere or in the car outside. <laughs> as long as an old woman buying some, I don't know, hair nets or something, you're okay? Yeah. You know, somebody standing in the shop who was an adult, you just turn around and say, oh, yeah, I'm with him. Uh, they didn't give a fuck. Um, which is awesome. But at the same time, I think I've said this before, you know, having young children, um, my daughter is eight. So I'm trying to think, you know, I watch some pretty violent stuff when i was her age um i can't really imagine letting her do that you know um but hey hey ho they kids miss out on all that kind of shit don't they these days yeah um so yeah craig r baxley talked about him a little bit um had a, a fairly sort of i suppose prolific career in the um you know mid 80s to 90s uh with some fairly well-known films uh but he, i think it's fair to say again looking into him his background he's a lot of stunt work which you can see i mean going all the way back to diamonds are forever from 1971 so you know doing a lot of stunt work. i mean look at looking here that you got the poseidon adventure 
Uh, oh, film here called Cry Rape. Oh, that took so, a turn. Sounds sounds fun. <laughs> um, and oh, another one here, Frasier, the sensuous lion. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I wonder if that was anything to do with crime rape. I, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, in terms of um, directing, like I said, Stone Cold did well. He did Dark Angel in 1990. Uh, prior to that, he did um, Action Jackson, which I have to say I've never seen. But that's Carl no, Weathers, I think, isn't it? Always saw it in the video shop. Um, but yeah, so Action Jackson, uh, Dark Angel, and then Stone Cold. And it was like, oh, wow, you know, uh, and, also, he, and then prior to that, he, he uh, did a load of stuff on the A-team. So I think it's fair to say he's got um, a bit of a knack for blowing shit up on camera. And, yeah. you know, that's his forte, isn't it, really? Yeah. Doesn't stretch himself, but knows what he can do. Yeah. Apparently a very nice guy from what Brian Bosworth has said. Um, so, yeah, the star is, as I mentioned, Brian Bosworth, who... Uh, plays um, is well. His character in the film is called Joe Huff. <laughs> <laughs> took me ages to realise what they were saying. I thought I just I can't hear what they're saying for the surname. And I realised it was Huff. Huff, Huff. which is an, an, uh, an odd name, I guess. Oh, mm. well, is me with the surname Jellyman, which you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think pot and kettle, um, but still. And, and but then he, he's uh, he's a cop, and then he goes undercover, and his name is John Stone. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Uh, now, Brian Bosworth was an American football player uh, in the NFL. And I've asked Dave, because Dave's a big NFL fan, you know, what his memories are of Brian Bosworth. Um, and he said that he he had, he, I think he had two seasons in the NFL. And he was one of the, the sort of like, you know, the up and coming stars. And he was very brash, very sort of like mouthy, you know, said a lot of shit, talked a lot of shit, pissed a lot of people off. Um, uh, but then uh, I think Dave's words were he, he was a flame that burned very bright, but then kind of extinguished himself, uh, had injuries and retired in 1989. Um, you know, so I suppose if you think about, well, you know, he retired, uh, you know, a bit through injury and then pretty much went straight into making a movie. Um, so we'll talk about him at the end because I don't want to say sort of what your thoughts are on him as the lead actor, but it kind of it made me think about, you know, sports stars that go into acting. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, the most famous one at the moment, I guess, is The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, who, yeah. you know, was a professional wrestler. And he's now probably the highest paid actor in Hollywood. But specifically NFL. So I typed into Google, you know, NFL players turned actors. Yeah, Dave uh, loves his girls rugby, doesn't he? He <laughs> um yes well well done uh, you know upset all the american listeners well it'd be fine if the game could flow for more than three seconds yeah i've never watched an american football um match i've i, I don't know so i've w- watched bits of them i'm aware of it i'm aware of the you know um the the touchdowns and i, I know about quarterbacks and about yeah. stuff like that you know i've watched american football films you know like um any given sunday um the Longest Yard, Me Machine, as it's called in this country, with Burt Reynolds and, uh, you know. So, and American football films, I think, uh, you know, uh, and sports films in general work really well. I think, you know, if they're, if they're well made. Yeah. Um, 
There's something about American football, though, in terms of movies. Even though I don't know how the game works and I don't understand the game, they make quite compelling films. I don't know. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I'd say it's fair enough. Um, so but, as far as the game goes, what I can tell is that you got a, yeah you got to score a touchdown and everyone runs into each other to clear a path for someone to run and score a touchdown and they lob it quite far. That, yes, well there you go. That's all you need to know, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it, it seems to be it's <clears throat> more or less rugby, but you can tackle off the ball. I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh, The Blind Side. That was another good uh, American football film. I don't know if you saw that with Sandra Bullock. Uh, no. That's good, yeah. Uh, so anyway, actors. The, these, this was the, the the top ten that popped up on um, this list that I typed. So Fred Williamson, uh, he has got 100, over 115 acting uh, credits in film and TV, uh, including From Dust Till Dawn. He, he, he was the, the big dude in that. Yeah. Who, um, who got turned into a vampire. Um, Jim Brown, who, again, lots of different... Uh, movies he was in the running man he played the flaming um what do oh, you call yeah, them yeah. Uh, oh shit what do you call them oh runner oh. Not, no not no. runner no um not terminator oh you son of a bitch um bollocks what are they called fuck um i can hear it i just can't pronounce it or say it for some reason anyway he was the he was uh, the yeah uh, the guy that Arnie, I can't even remember his quip now. <laughs> what he said, I, do oh, I don't know. Now I can hear is that let off some steam, but that's fucking commando, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. It's got to be obviously fire, stroke, heat. That's oh, it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Looks like you're half under the colour. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to be that either, is it? Uh, but anyway, he was in the Dirty Dozen, uh, Running Man, as I mentioned. I'm going to get you, sucker. Uh, any given Sunday, which I've mentioned. Um, John Matuzak. Now, I um, didn't know this, but apparently he played Sloth in the Goonies. Really? Yeah. He was uh, no an NFL. He couldn't play football with that stupid shaped head. <laughs> he, he was in the NFL between 1973 to 1981. So there you go. Um Alex Karras, uh, he was uh, Mongo in Blazing Saddles. Okay. There you go. Uh, he had 12 seasons in the NFL. Wow. There you go. Uh, Fred Dreyer, uh, you may not know this one. He was in a TV show called Hunter, uh, which I used to watch when I was a kid, which may appear on a list. You never know. Um, <laughs> Ooh, might it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Ed Marinaro. Um, he, very, very nice pasta sauce. Yes, I thought that as well. I had to, I had to stop up a little bit because it makes sure I got it right. Uh, he was in Hill, Hill Street Blues. Um, here we go. Carl Weathers. Uh, well, he had two we seasons. Know Carl Weathers, don't we? Probably. Yeah. yeah. He had two two seasons in the NFL. So, again, I didn't know that. Um, Bubba no, Smith. Oh, Police Academy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Towers. Yeah. He was in the NFL from 1967 to 1976. Um, uh, O.J. Simpson. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He was in Naked Gun. May, may have heard of him, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and his wife, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Howie Long, who was in Broken Arrow, uh, John Travolta, John Woo, yeah. um, Christian Slater, uh, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Um, so, yeah, so there's, a, you know, a few sort of, 
American football players that have gone yeah. into acting. You know, some with more or less, you know, d- degrees of success, I guess. Yeah. I'd say Carl Weathers has probably had a better career than half of them. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't think any of them had the hair. Oh, what? The Bozzy's hair. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, in terms of his movie career, it's it's a bit sort of stop-start, really. There's nothing. I think this is his, you know, starring role. But then, you know, he's been in a few bits and pieces. But uh, the the film that I've never seen, but I've, I've I'm really tempted to watch because it's got an amazing title. He was in a movie called One Tough Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Amazing. Yeah, and then so I mean, again, it's sort of like bit parts and but looking at IMDb that he's he's been in. Um, so yeah, uh, which yeah, I, I don't know. I think he could have done a. He's probably happy with his career, but you know, um, and prob- well, I'm not going to say anymore because it's giving away what I think. Um, Lance Henriksen, who plays Chains Cooper, I don't think he needs any. No. Uh, introduction really does he uh, in many a many a many film yes lots and lots and lots he um i think dave well it was dave who informed me because dave well, i shouldn't say it because it might jinx it uh might be interviewing him um in the very near future um i think he's 80 um he's always dave, looked the same though yeah I, you can tell he looks a bit older now i mean but um dave's actually met him in person because he was in one of the hellraiser movies yeah um, and then again, you know, this is just one of those things about Dave that just amazing th- things seem to happen to Dave. Apparently, he answered a competition in a local uh, or a national newspaper uh, to appear in a, in a Hellraiser movie. And then the next thing you know, he's he's got a bit part in I think it's Hellraiser Hellworld, um, which I've never seen. I've seen the clip of Dave in it where he plays a cop, um, and he, he sort of like tips his hat to the screen. There you go. <laughs> Uh, William Forsyth, uh, again, sort of quite well-known actor, been in lots and lots of different things um, over the years. I won't necessarily go through all of them. Um, I, I always remember him in, he plays an absolute shitbag in that Steven Seagal film, um, Out for Justice. He's sort of like, you know, the main bad guy in that one. Ooh, I, I, I've seen that once. Yeah, which apparently he was filming out for justice at the same time as he was filming this. So, you know, um, and then I think that's about it, really, in terms well, of the I don't main... know. You've got Arabella Holzbog. Holzbog? Yeah, which what is one of the worst surnames. <laughs> no offence, but I don't think I've heard. No, uh, she plays a, uh, a character called Nancy. Yeah. And she is Chains' old lady. Yes. Because uh, there's lots of old ladies and stuff like that. Because uh, you know we're going to be talking about biker gangs and yeah. and um, anyway, I've spoken quite a bit. Have you got a uh, a, a synopsis of the film? I have got a synopsis, uh, but there's no Metacritic on this one, is there? Yeah, I couldn't find anything, which is really annoying. I just I say I've got a synopsis. Oh, where's it bloody gone? I've lost it now. Duh, 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 duh. Yes. <clears throat> so the synopsis is as follows. Yes. Sorry, was that enough? Is that enough suspense? <laughs> right. Yes. Joe Huff is a tough, go-it-alone cop with a flair for infiltrating dangerous biker gangs. 
the FBI blackmailed Joe into an undercover operation to convict some extremely violent bikers who are angry at the capture of their leader. Ooh, I never actually picked up on that he was the leader, the guy. No, I'm glad you said that because I was about to ask you. Yeah, I didn't think he was the leader at all. I just thought he was a random gang member. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so like I said, released in 1991, um, it, it bombed, it, which is unfortunate. Um, it it uh, had a budget of about $25 million and it grossed nine. So that's a bit of a wounder, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so there you go. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a shame, really. I mean, that may have had an influence on the rest of Brian Bosworth's career, uh, you know, I suppose this being a big starring role and it didn't do particularly well. So, so yeah, I say my memories of it are watching it, um, like I said, either on VHS or sky and just really enjoying it and watching it, you know, uh, over again. Yeah. Again, it's one of those that I seem to remember when I was a kid, I sort of had a a routine of a Sunday night, uh, either before school or, you know, on Monday. uh, And then later on, as I started to go to work when I was seven, 16, 17, uh, just kind of sticking a film on didn't matter what time of the you know if it was like midnight or whatever just picking a film and this would probably be one of the ones that i'd watch you know quite yeah. a lot so but i haven't seen it in in a good few years i've never i've never i've never heard of it i'm i can only put that down to i mean where we used to get our rentals from you I know mean, i was i was a little bit younger at the time as well but i was still you know watching 18s but the shop where we used to rent from we had two shops one had a fairly big library but was further away so we went there very rarely the one that was close didn't have much in the way of choice overall probably only had about 40 films 45 films in at any one time really so i'm not surprised that this would have um probably just never never made it there so it's probably why i never heard of it yeah i think it's stuff i probably missed out on because i lived in a backwater inbred hovel I think it's fair. To, I mean, it's it's one of those films that found its audience probably on VHS and you know that kind of thing. Uh, even though it didn't do financially very well at the cinema, it's there's there's quite a lot of love for it. You know, when you talk to people who have seen it. Um, but we will get to our ver- verdicts yeah. towards the end of the show. And um, again, I, my only option to buy it was at Woolworths. <laughs> so if yeah. it weren't in the top ten, yeah, sorry, done. Mm. Yeah. Fucking inbreds. There you go. <laughs> um, so there you go. Right. So, mm. Now, there's two trailers that I put the yes. links into the document. Um, one being a fairly standard trailer. Yeah. Which gives does, away pretty much every big stunt in the film. Exactly. I was just going to say it gives away every everything, really. All the twists. So that, you know, the sort of the, yeah, the, the stuff that. Would have made you want to watch it, but then at the same time, you're thinking, I've just seen most of the film now. <laughs> yeah, if you watch the film, you're just watching the filler between the explosions. Yeah, in in one minute, 30 seconds, I've watched the entire <laughs> film, pretty much. Um, but then there's another one, which is slightly more interesting, yeah. which uh, kind of, it's um, Brian Bosworth talking to the, the screen, um, sort of in, in character, would you it's, say? It's weird, isn't it? It's... It's as if, yeah. It's as if Brian. It's as if Joe Huff doesn't exist, but Joe Huff was Brian Bosworth, but Brian Bosworth then became John Stone. Mm. So Joe Huff has been erased from history, and Brian Bosworth is 
Yeah, he's speaking like he is the character of Joe Huff, but called Brian Bosworth, and then he becomes John Stone to infiltrate the gang. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think maybe that kind of goes in, in with his um, NFL persona, like, you know, if, if he was a gobshite and he just talked a lot of shit. Because uh, that's kind of what he says, isn't it? You know, he sees... Uh, rub people up the wrong way or yeah. something like that but then he kind of talks a bit about the film so i'll possibly um play both so anyway here is the first trailer the brotherhood they're an underworld on wheels they answer to no law. They live by one rule. God forgives. The brotherhood doesn't. There's only one man tough enough and crazy enough to take them on. You just put up the wrong passenger, buddy. He's an undercover cop doing a good job with a bad attitude. on the wrong side of the law he'll leave you stone cold Brian Bosworth he's the outsider on the inside he's turning up the heat he'll burn you stone cold and here is the second trailer Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brian Bosworth. You know, all my life people have had the wrong idea about me. I don't like cops who make up the rules as they go. They say I push things just a little too far. They accuse me of being insensitive. <laughs> they basically say that I lack the ability to get along with others. So just to prove these people wrong... I decided to join a very exclusive and private club. Oh, yes, it's very plush. And the membership? Very select. And games? We play some games. A perfect place for me, wouldn't you think? Put up the wrong passenger, buddy! Mr. Brian Bosworth requests the pleasure of your company, Stone Cold. So there you go. Those were the trailers. Um, Did you have a particular preference? I think... Well, the first one, like you said, gave a bit too much away. I like the start. I like the second one just because it was different. Yeah, but I mean, it still yeah. more or less gave away just as much as the other one. But uh, just a, an unusual style for a trailer, so I quite enjoyed that. Awesome. Uh, now we come to the big question: How <laughs> many pages of notes did you write? <laughs> I've got seven. Seven pages. Yes. A four. 
Yes. Ooh, right. Let me count this in real time. And Hang on a sec. It, it is my worst writing yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how. I'm, I'm genuinely not sure because I've watched this film in two halves yesterday and today. Yesterday's is worse. I am genuinely worried about uh, even using them to remember anything. Yeah, I so just to let people into a little secret, um, I watched this a week ago and I wrote my notes a week ago <laughs> and I haven't gone back to them since. So, yeah, um, we'll see how this goes. Uh, I'm sure we'll get there. We tend to rely on each other, yeah. don't we? So, how uh, many pages? How many pages? How many pages? Five, six, seven, eight, oh. nine, ten. 11, 11 oh. and a half, but really? they are really, really, that's longer than the script. No, no, they're A5. They're oh, A5. They... So it's so half. You say 11. 11 and a half, yeah. 11 and a half, so yeah, five, five and three quarters. Oh, well, I win. So there you go. So, but although I, I'll be fair, I do have a lot of lines that will literally have one or two words on, right? Okay, uh, so here we go. Now, there might well be some similarities to Dark Angel in as much as uh, it opens up with a store robbery, um, which, uh, you know, you've got sort of they are very manic. The the robbers, aren't they? I mean, they're not trying to be quiet. They are very they are very late 80s, early 90s, aren't they? They're very uh, like all of the people in things like Predator 2 and that they. They don't just rob a store. They don't do it quickly. No, we're going in there. Guns, guns are blazing and shouting. Yes, and sort of terrorising the customers, yeah. aren't they? And we've got, you know, it's our running theme recently, we've got Asbo behaviour, because one of them decides to use an Uzi or machine gun on a lot of Ritz crackers. <laughs> yeah, um, just, I suppose, for people, our American listeners, who may know not, not know what an Asbo is, uh, it stands for Antisocial Behaviour Order, uh, and it is uh, it's an, a legal order to stop people from doing naughty things, particularly... Yeah. Younger people, it was aimed at many years ago. Um, but uh, yes, um, so and then so they're terrorizing the customers. And Brian, uh, I'm just going to call him the boss. The, yeah. the, the boss walks in with the most amazing leather coat. Oh, is it like, is, is it, is it do, do American people call them dusters? Uh, I've no idea, but it's kind but, of like, uh, yeah. <laughs> go on, describe it. Well, I've just put magnificent duster. It's more or less what well, ankle length leather I mean, it looks good enough from the bottom but when you get to those shoulder bits oh god it's fantastic it's giant sort of semi-circular pokey out shoulder pad things it's amazing it yeah it's almost a bit like it's a bit sort of mad maxi type yeah. kind of you know it's this really weird looking jacket which yeah, sort of textured like a giant lizard or something i don't know it's like something the undertaker would have worn in the mid 90s it's yes. uh, or early 90s it's yeah it's proper theatrical amazing jacket but apparently i think most if not all of the clothes that he wears are his own clothes really which, yes which i think tells wow. you something <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> there's more than one there's more than one time that i comment on the wardrobe <laughs> yes, because it kind of goes from that to the next time you see him, where he's, <laughs> and you do see some arse as well, you know, in his lovely briefs. <laughs> we'll get to. That. Oh, we'll get there, but my <laughs> word. <laughs> so anyway, he's he's just doing his shopping, isn't he? You know. Yeah. No, do, do you think he actually knew that the store was being robbed, or? 
did he I just did want, or was it just a happy coincidence? I did wonder yeah. that. Yeah, because um, yeah, he's walking with his squeaky trolley. That's how they realise someone else is in the store because they can hear, the, hear his squeaky wheel. Yeah, because he sort of like he, well, he the first time he gets made aware that there's like robbers in there because he he sort of steals a cookie, doesn't he? Like he takes a bite out of a cookie. Yeah. Um, and then one of them puts a shotgun to his face, and uh, he takes him out quite quickly. Yeah. And then it kind of it becomes a bit of a game of cat and mouse, doesn't it, between him yeah, because um. Yeah, the, the well, the, the boss goon, the sort of greasy fellow with the slight stubble, who's holding a woman. What the fuck has she got in her mouth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I was struggling, struggling to read what, what this... Uh, what did it say? Wearing on, on her face. Yeah, where, is, what is she wearing on her is face? This is some really torturous version of braces or something, but it's, oh, like, a, it's like a spazzy head strap with, it looks like, I don't know, two thermometers... I don't think they are thermometers. It looks like two 80s thermometers sticking by her ears and then something going in a gob and I could not figure out what it was. I think it yeah. might be braces, but... Yeah. Exactly what I wrote. What the fuck is the hostage wearing on her face? <laughs> yeah. it, it Bizarre. Yeah, but he, he makes he makes such an elementary mistake for a for a goon, goon pack leader. One of the goons has disappeared, so he just sends another one to go look. This time, the black one. Yes. i surprised he didn't send him first, but there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and like I said, he's just taking him out, really, isn't he? Uh, you know, he's he's yeah. uh, and then this is the this is quite funny because there's sort of like the, the main dude. He's got a ponytail, if I remember rightly. Yes. Uh, you know, he's got like greasy sort of like, you know, hair, long ponytail. He's the one that's got the the one with the spazzy mouth piece thingy. Uh, and then he starts shitting himself and he, but he's running and. Yeah. Joe um, throws something on the floor. Is it, what like, is it? I think he's emptied some drink or something on the floor, isn't he? Creating a wet surface. Yeah. Uh, and he's sort of running for the door and he ends up just slipping. It's a great slip, though. <laughs> it is. He goes full bollock first into a pyramid of punch. <laughs> but yeah, and because, like, you, you think, well, he didn't actually take him out, did he, really? He just no. kind of, I suppose he used his, you know, he used his smarts and let physics complete his job. Ingenuity. He's <laughs> an awesome slip. Um, and also, then sorry, second goon, oh, I always appreciate a good fridge. A good fridging. Because oh, he wallops him with something yeah. and he goes flying back into the fridge. And he's, yeah. Always appreciate someone flying back into a fridge and just wrecking it. Yeah, I think it was like um, Robocop has got a good yeah. one of those, hasn't it? You know, where, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, the cops turn up and Joe. you find out Joe's on suspension. Um, and he's kind of like opening line uh, as the film properly opens, I guess, and you get the Stone Cold title screen and everything. Uh, you know, he goes up like he goes to Copper, who's giving him a bit of a bollocking. Um, clean up on aisle four, doesn't he? Yeah. So he doesn't give any. He doesn't take any shit and no. doesn't give a shit, does he? Really? No. Um, but he walks what we, out. What we didn't mention was we, he walks in with this magnificent jacket, and it takes a man of a certain type of hair to get away with that jacket. So describe. Um, Joe Huff, uh, to, to the listeners. Well, he, Joe Huff, he's a big, burly lad, um, quite a rectangular face, um, a good bum chin, mm. and uh, uh, what appears to be half a dead skunk on his head. <laughs> it's, a, it's an epic two-tone mullet. 
it is pretty awesome. Yeah, there is one scene where it is it's it is absolutely majestic when we get there because it, it's it's oh, but yeah, it's a short yeah short sides, long back. We've got the yeah dark dark brown hair, black hair around the sides, blonde almost ginger because you know that's what happens if you try and blondify dark hair cheaply. Sort of you know, nice big striped back, flowing flowing locks down to just below the collar line it's magnificent it is it is awesome um yeah so then you get the sort of like the music kick in and i think it's got it's got quite a good soundtrack throughout yeah. you know a lot of rock music and very and apt soundtrack yeah um and you see the biker gang don't you or, yes. or loads of bikers don't you yeah. um, i did i couldn't tell how many groups they're supposed to be but i think they're all the same one aren't they yeah but, um just various ruffians doing ruffian activities. It's the Brotherhood, isn't it? That's what they call. Yeah, them. yeah. Uh, ruffian activities such as shooting cans off shoulders. Yes. Uh, uh, fighting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, not just shooting cans off shoulders with a pistol, um, with a machine gun pistol. Yeah. I, mean, you know. I, I was slightly concerned at one point because he did. He was shooting and missing a can off someone's shoulder. And it was kind of behind the behind the shoulder viewpoint as he's shoot trying to shoot this can. Where he was pointing the gun and missing, that clearly would have shot someone straight in the face. Yeah. But yeah. it didn't. And then and then when he gets the uh machine pistol out, well, yeah, game over. You should have peppered him full of holds, but instead he blows up a car. So fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh but they're all fucking crazy, aren't they? I mean they're oh, all Yeah, that good old man being dragged by a motorbike, that's another fun time to be had. Yes, yes, and a guy in a pit who likes doing backbreakers. Yeah, at uh, first I thought it was literally just man lifting, but then it turned out it was some kind of fight. Yeah, sort of gorilla pressing them over yeah. his head and then doing a, a backbreaker. Uh, See, so they're all just mental, aren't they? Yeah, they're all laughing, almost being shot and blowing things up. They're, yeah, they're all they're all stir fry crazy. Yes, um, but then it kind of changes tack a little bit. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah, then, church suddenly, church. <laughs> yeah, at a fucking christening, I think, or is it a christening or a wedding? I don't know. I was more like, I think I was just sat there going, huh? "What?" Yeah, because the next thing you know is that, um, well, probably one of the only biker gang members who's got no hair. Um, he just there's there's a vicar, and he blows him the shit out of a stained glass window (laughs) with a shotgun no context yeah i don't know if i need context but it was surprising yeah and then so he's sort of like you know um gonna get to jail whatever uh and but the judge who sentences him uh, 45 years yeah he gets blown up on a boat yeah things were escalating at quite the pace here Yes. We've got mad bikers, shotgun priest, and I've got old man fishing. What the fuck? Boom. Yes. Uh, and it's William Forsyth who's, he's sort of like the second in command, would you say, I guess, yeah. to the gang. Because at this point, you haven't seen Lance Henriksen, uh, you, you know, so you've seen who's doing the, the, you know, the deeds and stuff is William Forsyth. He's the one that um, had the machine pistol, um, yeah. you know, uh, and blew the car up and whatever. Um, now, Next thing is a total change in pace completely. Uh, you're introduced to the boss again. Who's yeah. what is he wearing? What, it, wearing like a sort of, you know, fluorescent 
is it a fluorescent headband or I don't know if it's, is it flip-flops? white or yellow? I can't remember. You're, some weird baggy crop top, weird shirt thing, a headband. Yeah. I mean, there's worse underneath, but we'll get there. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's making a drink. Now, I've said this before, you know, people you see it in movies where they just throw any old shit into a blender uh, and, you know, it, it kind of, they, they drink it. I watched, I was watching a bit of um, End of Days the other day with Arnie, which I haven't seen that for years. Um, I must admit, I've stopped it and stopped, started it and stopped it and started it. I, I don't think it's a very good film, but still. But there's a scene in it because he plays like an alky, you know, um, and he puts pizza uh, into his blender in the morning with mm. coffee and stuff. And he, yeah, weird. Anyway, he's making... Go on. A smoothie of some... Dis- well, I thought it was a smoothie. And when he put the ingredients in, I thought, hold on, is this a comedy? Right. Because he puts orange juice, yeah. two Snickers, handful yeah. of crisps, a couple of eggs, including the shells. Uh, there's a banana in there. Yeah. Uh, Tabasco. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I didn't know if we'd gone into sledgehammer type territory at this point in time. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought God, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember this. Is this for him? What the fuck? You know. Um, but then no, it turns out. Him. No, it turns out that it's for a, a fucking dragon, yeah. or, or a massive lizard. A monitor lizard of some description. Not quite yeah. a komodo dragon, but it ain't far off. He's a big one. It's a yes. big thing, isn't it? Um, and it's no surprise that he doesn't actually want to eat the food. Um, now I've since looked into this, and apparently that would. Uh, harm <laughs> that particular animal quite yeah. a lot feeding no, no surprise feeding them all that shit um so yeah a bit of an odd scene i have to say um and then there's a knock on his door and it turns yep. out it's the, the fbi yes um He's called lance but i didn't find that out till later yes uh and then you uh you sort of introduced uh him to chains uh, you know, and they're basically the gang are killing people, aren't they? Uh, which such as the vicar and the yeah. judge, and they want Joe to go undercover to infiltrate the gang and find because they're working with the mafia as well, aren't they? Yeah, apparently so. Uh, this is all a conversation that happens in a parking lot in a car. Oh, you forgot the bit where, uh, oh no, that's not now. Carry on. Uh, um, I can't read your notes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing as well. So, like the um, because the the boss doesn't want to do it. But no. and the reason why they've picked him to go undercover is yeah. because he has logged the most biker arrests. Yeah, that's apparently the, that's a stat. Which is why they want him. Yeah. Never. Surely that'd make him fairly well known to. Local biker gangs, or well, well, you say local biker gangs. There only seems to be one gang. So yeah. you'd think like a six foot three giant man with a golden brown mullet. <laughs> Him going undercovers, not very. They're gonna know who he is. Hmm. Yeah. Um. But they basically blackmail him, don't they? To do yeah. to do it because they say you know you've got uh, a six week suspension. How about we make it a six month suspension? Yeah. Unpaid. Uh, yeah, which is a bit of a piss take because I'm sure. How would they have jurisdiction over that? You know, surely it's his his own boss that. Or, yeah, you think or so? The police who've put him suspended him, but still. Um, so yeah, um, the 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 next scene is 
the FBI knock on his door again. This is Lance, kind of like the next day, picking him up for work, whatever. It's 6 a.m., isn't it, I think? Yeah. And he answers the door, and he's wearing the most amazing briefs, I think. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, well... Like a tanga thong that a Chippendale would wear. (laughs) It is. It's like a stripper thong, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Can't imagine they'd be very comfortable. Well never worn anything like that there's got to be plenty of elastic because it it can barely be holding the spuds in place (laughs) let alone the dong yes um and uh lance sees his lizard and he's a bit freaked out first thing he says goes do you because this lizard sort of was it covered in his dressing gown or something but half of it out of out of it there's there's still two fuck off great scaly legs and a big scaly tail sticking out the back and he goes do you have a dog Yeah, um, and so Lance sits on the bed, and he, that the bed moves, and he's like, Ooh, what, "What the fuck is going on here?" And it turns out to be a really hot, fit woman who's, yes. uh, you know, it's obviously, you know, they've been shagging, um, yeah. and uh, yeah. So then, it, so he goes off to as a shower and whatever, and but the next scene is again, you, you, it kind of jumps about a bit, uh, and, and I should say as well, this film is what an hour and. A th- an hour and 32 minutes yeah including so, titles so it's a, it's a classic 80s stroke early 90s length yeah particularly the end credits which yeah. um you know they don't waste it you know they, they well we'll get to that anyway yeah. um so the next scene is like they go to a strip joint uh yeah. and stroke stroke bar stroke band place so there's a band playing and then there's naked women dancing around them. None of them are as hot, are as hot as the woman who was in the previous scene, which is disappointing. Yes, uh, it's called tit for tat. Tit for tat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and Lance shows up, and and he's basically like a fish out of water, isn't he? I think <laughs> just a tad. Yeah, he, he wants to go undercover. Um, whereas I'd say Boz can pull it off, even though he still looks totally out of place because he's yeah. not like any of the bikers at all really um you know he looks quite clean cut even yeah. though he's got long hair and uh you know he dresses like a biker yeah, it's, well it's styled hair none of the bikers have got styled hair that's just long and scraggy like a you know angry hippie yeah whereas the boz the boz spends time on the beaver tail yes uh and you can imagine he waxes and looks after himself and yeah, yeah particularly wearing that kind of bloody thong you know he'd have to wouldn't he yeah, there's no spider legs <laughs> uh you know he's uh he probably has his um has his taters waxed and all that kind of stuff uh i'm probably i'm thinking way too much but i mean the thong was there <laughs> it was you know it's hard not to talk about it um but anyway so lance is a fish out of war and he's kind of trying to pull off this undercover look but he just looks totally ridiculous doesn't he yeah. Uh, he's got like a bandana, a, a, a denim jacket, which to make him blend in a little bit more, Boz rips his arms off. Like, yeah. not literally, but, you no, know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just the sleeves. Just the sleeves, yes. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that this joint, the tit for tat, is actually a place where the the bikers have got the strippers selling drugs to the, the truckers. truckers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Boz sees Forsyth, who's snog in a slag right in yeah. front of a grinning idiot. That's exactly what I put, yeah. I said, uh, 
He's called Ice, isn't he? He's yes. Called Ice, yeah. Uh, he's getting off with a woman while a, a large-haired weirdo sits there eating some melon. Yes. Um, and poor old Ice. I mean, he gets... He's basically... He's part of this gang. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I, I fail to see why. I mean, it's almost like you'd imagine... Because he wouldn't have passed any of the initiations, you wouldn't have thought. It's almost like you'd, you'd have to... Well, Ice would have Ice's foresight, isn't he? Oh, sorry. Do you mean the other? I, I never quite got the other fella's name. I uh, thought it was Gut for a moment, but Gut. 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 Yes, it's Gut. Ah, yes. Well done, you. Because uh, Gut is well. The only way he'd get into the gang is if he he was related to somebody that was in the gang. Because yeah. every, everybody picks on him. Everybody treats him like shit. Um, and he is a bit of a dick. I mean, you know, he's just well, he's a bit of simpleton, really, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a simpleton. He's a bit smaller. He's not muscular. He's not rowdy. His hair's curly. He's <laughs> ginger. Yeah. yeah. He's got nothing going for him. No. Really. Yeah. Um, so, and, but anyway, Boz, to, to, to get in with Ice. He <laughs> starts to piss him off. He's, yeah. Uh, basically, says, goes up to him and says, um, why has your old lady been eyeing me up all night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Boz ex- he explains that he's just got out of prison, um, you know, and it, that you know he kind of wants to get in. Now Ice is basically ready to kill him there and then. I think you know he's not. Yeah, says he's too pretty. Yeah, he wants to fuck him up. That's it. Yeah, uh, but then the the women sort of like start screaming and calling them over uh, because they're being hassled by some truckers. Yeah, I I at first I didn't think it was a woman's voice that shouted up. I thought it was someone on the crew just doing their version of a woman's voice. Mm. But then it turned out it was a woman. Yeah. Um, bad then. Because well, are we going back to class of nineteen ninety nine there, where you sort of spent half the film thinking uh, Cody Cope's <laughs> <laughs> brother was actually yes. a sister. <laughs> yes. Yes, quite possibly. Um, but yeah, so they're being hassled by some truckers because they sold them some bad shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, Ice starts uh, a little as a fight, and Gut is a complete and utter pussy because yeah. he just doesn't want to get involved. Yeah. Um, Ice starts with a good old fashioned ball kick. Yes. Um, Boz beats up a couple of dudes um, and. There's some like proper sort of like knees to the face, yeah. you know, uh, like old style, old style, old school type, you know. Um, Good old fashioned launching someone into a load of glass at the back of the bar, smashing everything. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so, you know, <clears throat> I think Ice is generally quite a pissed off character. You know, he, he doesn't like anybody, does he? He's really? not happy, is he? He's not no. happy. He's got some issues. Because um, he said, even after, you know, um, Boz has broken up the fight and helped them. Uh, he says basically, stay the fuck away from us and all that kind of stuff. But then Gut invites him to the the encampment, doesn't he? Oh, Gut, Gut's got a right hard on for him straight away, hasn't he? <laughs> he loves him, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, and he introduced himself as John Stone at this point. Uh, so he inv- invites him to this rally, um, which is just like again, like all the the bikers get together and race their bikes and. It's kind Fight. of what you saw at the start, isn't it? You know? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. There's man-throwing, wrestling, drag racing. Um, Drinking, yeah. shagging. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Oh, yeah. So um, Boz 
he pulls up and the first thing he does, again, just to piss ice off. Have <laughs> a drag race. Has a, have yeah. a race. And he wins. Yes. Um, he fights the big dude who is in the um, the the circle on the beach. Yeah. Who's uh, uh, got a, another fantastic mullet, but this time of the curled variety. Yes. Um, he throws a couple of punches at the the big dude, but the, nothing happens. And I think Boz is a bit surprised at this. Yeah, because he's pretty cocky, isn't he? And then uh, yeah, then they actually end up having a proper no, have a proper big fight because he, he yeah, they're fairly well matched. Yes, and he's uh, although he's quite, he, even though he's quite a big dude, and he picks him up, he does his backbreaker finisher on him. Yeah. Um, uh, but they're just having a bit of a throwdown, punch each other until they fall over, kind of. Yeah, because neither, neither of them are blocking. <laughs> yes, and not at this point. It's a typical kind of, you know, eighties, nineties fight, isn't it? Where a, a single punch would kill somebody, but yeah. not in not in the movies. Yeah, throughout the fight, we've got uh, we've got Lance Henrik- Henriksen watching him from the watching from afar, isn't he? He's he's got his eye on uh, on the boss. Yes, and Gut is cheering for Boz, isn't he? And he's he, yeah. Oh, he loves him at this point, doesn't he? Yeah. He's, Everyone else is booing, pretty much. Yeah, but he, he's all in. Um, and the he, Boz finishes off the dude by punching him like an uppercut, and he does the most amazing backflip. Yeah, for a big fella, he's he's pretty nimble on that backflip. He's very agile, isn't mm. he? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Chains is sort of introduced to Stone at this point, um, and Chains offers his old lady. To <laughs> That's what I put, I put. Well, I didn't know his name was Chains at the time. I just still am down as, as as once. But Lance talks to talks to John because I was calling John the Boz John. Lance talks to John. John tells him to get out of his lorry or van. Lance offers Minge. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, why? I mean, he'd offer his old lady, but she yeah. doesn't seem that particularly bothered by it, does she? No, no. She she's just acting like she gets it from random people all the time. Yeah, I think she's. I mean, she's quite ready and willing to yeah. either shag him or suck him off or whatever. Um, uh, but yeah. And anyway, Ice. He he's totally suspicious of Stone at this point, isn't he? Or yeah. Puff, um, or the Boz. I'm just calling him the Boz. Um. And uh, yeah, so then they go into their camp. Yeah. Um, like for the first time, you actually see that where they live. Uh, it's just it's... a load of old buildings with people again, just fucking around. But there's, as the camera goes past, there's obviously a naked lady shower. Yes. Uh, there's it's guarded with like an electric fence. There's people with AK forty sevens in guard towers. Um. There's random kids wandering around as well. Yeah. Which bothered me. Yeah. Because you'd think, well, they've got to be kids of the, you know, the bikers that live there. I Uh, doubt these bikers are using any kind of contraception. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's loads of Nazi um, symbols. um, Yeah, that sort of pops up every now and then, but it's not, it's never front and centre. No, because like even on their jackets, it's got like an SS kind of symbol and stuff, yeah. I think, hasn't it? So, um, but they don't refer to themselves as Nazis, do they, no. particularly? Um, I was very surprised that they've got a boardroom, though. Yes, and it's really clean. I mean, considering yeah. the encampment, it looks like a shithole. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, something out of Fallout, but then they've got quite a quite a spick and span boardroom with a nice yes. shiny table and tellies and stuff nice telly you know and uh because chains and ice are in there sort of watching um 
a character called the Whip, um, yeah. who he's is the governor, isn't he? I think he's the governor. I've been learning all about governors and states in America recently. Um, but yeah, he's the uh, the governor. Uh, what's his name? Brent Whipperton. Um, <laughs> that's his that's name. A good name. Good name. <laughs> but um, he's called the Whip because he's kind of you know takes a hard stance on violence and you know he's calling for the death penalty isn't he on yeah. uh, the gang member um and anyway this are in the, sorry, in the boardroom who's yes. the, he turns up later as, as a pilot but yes. i've only ever gotten down a slick beret man i never quite caught his name so he is he's like an army um dude isn't he like you know he's yeah. got connections with because he wears a beret so you know he's part of the army um but he's he's All played French. by an, Yes, <laughs> very true. He's uh, played by a character, a uh, character, an actor called Gregory Scott Cummins. Uh, his character, the character he plays in this, he's called AWOL. Um, uh, right, going back, going back to AWOL. But well, anyway, I recognised him as Max Dad from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Is he? Ah, right. Okay. See, I've never watched that. So, yeah. so that's the thing. See, um, this guy is one of those that if you've you've seen him in stuff from. You know, because he was in Cliffhanger. Um, he was one of the, the bad guys in Cliffhanger. Um, he's been in, you know, he was in Batman Returns. Obviously, he was in Stone Cold. But then, so he's, I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, I've seen him in those. I've never seen him again. Because it, you, he's, I say aged badly. He looks totally different. Because I started watching Bosch. Um, a, f- a couple of years ago, and he's one of the d- detectives in Bosch, and I had no idea that that was the same person. I think it's him, and it's always something. Because I was going to say, actually, it is. It, yeah, right, in that he looks exactly the same as he does in this. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got like the the greasy ponytail and the same beard and the same mad eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, like I said, I've I, you would if you look at a you know a sort of a photo of him in Bosch and then this you can kind of see it, but not immediately I think he does look very 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 different um but yeah anyway he's he's um an army dude who's kind of in with the gang um and um Stone turns up wearing a lovely bandana at this point <laughs> which I think he's green fluorescent yes I think you're quite right there yeah uh, he walks into the, the encampment that like a building where chains is uh, and chains comes out of his boardroom and walks into this kind of like a, it's like a bar, isn't it? I guess. Cause there's yeah. a, a pool table there. Yeah. Where there's a woman playing pool and her boobs just <laughs> burst out of the waistcoat. <laughs> She's got a waistcoat on and nothing else. So her tits are flopping around all over yeah. the place, which is awesome. Um, and then, um, Boz gives Chains a bulletproof vest as a present. Hey, man. What's up, Chains? What's that? It's a present. I think you're going to need this when we do business. Hey, what is it? A letter bomb, man? <laughs> Open that. <laughs> bulletproof vest, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is government issue, man. Where did you get it? They don't play games with me, James. Half my stash is government issue. So is every pistol in this room. And 
exploding that piece in your pants. Silly <laughs> <laughs> boy. Let's try this on. Now, what did you think was going to happen when he did, when he gives him this? To be honest, I thought what was going to happen was exactly what happened. Oh, okay. I thought I thought he was going to make him wear it and then uh, shoot him, which is exactly what he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, Boz not being phased by the the leader of the gang, I guess, uh, doing this to him, he picks him up and fucking slams him into the the pool table, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, over his head, slams him into the pool table um, and chains his pissed off uh, and and sort of like, you know, it, but like they're talking about joining the gang. Yeah, he's Bob, offered to, he goes, do you want to be a prospect? Yes. Uh, and Boz goes, what's in it for me? And and chains go like goes colours, you know, and, uh, you know, the, the, he's basically selling uh, you know what it it means to actually be part of the gang, yeah. uh, and say he's saying stuff like you know if you you drop in a fight I'll skin you like alive and all this kind of shit, isn't he? So you know, um, but yeah. So any, the reason why uh, that he wants uh, or he says okay, you like they said these are the the initiations then is that Chain says he needs an ear, um, and uh, yeah. So, what did you think was gonna? What was going on here? Well, I wasn't quite sure. I thought I just thought that they asked him just to go do someone in. I sort of missed the ear thing. I saw the they held an earring up. They told him roughly where to go, and they held that earring up. And I got a bit, I got a little bit confused, but I just assumed right, he's going to go and get something off someone, or do someone in, or kill him, or bait him up, or something. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it. Um... Then he says something like, um, make sure you take a gun um, and change jokes because, you know, so he'll hold still or something like that. <laughs> uh, 
But the next scene is a bit of a weird one again because then Boz goes on a road trip. Yeah. Uh, and you suddenly spend two minutes travelling. <laughs> and I think it's Cheryl uh, or Cheryl Cole, I should say. Not Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole. What's her name? <laughs> Cheryl. Oh, Crow. Crow. God, that's a really bad mistake, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Cheryl Crow, I think he's playing in the background. Um, I think she features on this soundtrack a little bit. Anyway, and then, yeah, it's just shots of the Boz riding his bike, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Apparently um, a very great, large, long distance. Yes. Uh, lots of close-ups of his face. Um, lots of close-ups of, the, you know, of, of him in the background. And yeah, his mullet flowing in the wind. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to a nightclub um, to get the guy who he needs to get his ear. Yeah. Um, the little weasel man, as I had him down as. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, he's another one that you've seen uh, in Bloodsport. You'll probably recognize him as one of the Muay Thai fighters that he has a fight with uh, Van Damme. And they're sort of like kicking each other in the stomach to see who falls over first. Really? Yes, that's him. Really? Go. Yes. But he looks, well, oh, no, I'm forgetting Van Damme's a midget, isn't he? <laughs> um, now, Boz again, his outfit, he's wearing, because he's in normal clothes, I guess, if you want to call them that at this wow. point, because he's in the nightclub. I don't uh, know what that shirt is. It's it's a very weird, funny shirt, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a, sh- it, it, it's like a shirt that uses a prop for something filmed, it's like a shirt you'd see a demolition man in the future. <laughs> yeah. It's like it looks like a shirt, but the collar's weird. Because it's not a collar, it's like a tube. But then it's not. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um and he sees the the dude at the bar, you know, and he sort of starts complimenting him when he's dancing, you know, and uh it, initially like he, he takes the compliment, but then Boz starts pushing it even more. Like he says some shit like, Oh, you know, you should take a bow with that kind of dancing. Um, and then he says, no, seriously, take a bow. And he slams his fucking face into the bar. <laughs> <laughs> just carries him out. Yes. Um, just that's it. Um, and then um, at this point, Lance, his partner is sort of wearing this weird Miami vice suit. It's yes. like a white, isn't it? When he's pulled the, the arms upon the, the, you know, the suit. Um, I don't know if that's to sort of because later on in the film he's smoking and all sort because of, you get the fit you know he's very clean yeah cut, very he's clean also living. got a little earring later on as well yeah so he's like he's trying to I don't know he's whether it's was... cool I think isn't it because he's a germaphobe but doesn't like anything dirty because in that back of that bar he asks for a clean glass because the one he got given was filthy yeah but like yeah he's just trying to be cool and yes fit yeah. in with the bars. yeah. So, but so anyway, uh, Boz isn't going to kill this dude, which is what the Brotherhood want. Um, so they take a photo of his ear, take it to a, a tattooist, uh, take a dead ear, oh, a dead ear, yeah, a, an gonna, ear. Where, where the fuck? They, oh, I've, get an ear out of the back. Oh, we need an ear that looks like this dude's ear, so we can tattoo it. Oh, let's have a look. I've got my bag of ears. Yeah, I'll find the right one. <laughs> Yeah, they just get a load of they just get an ear off some some <laughs> dead person. Uh, it's a bit like it reminds me of um, oh Universal Soldier where Dolph yeah, Lundgren collects yeah. ears, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. They borrowed one off Dolph Lundgren. Um, so yeah, they get this guy to tattoo the ear so it looks exactly like this 
Uh, is he like he's Hispanic, isn't he? I think is he, think or is he me- Mexican or something? I don't know. There's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say somewhere they all look the same anyway. But that's uh, no. Right. He's he's got some. He's got some. Yeah, I don't know. We'll go Mexican. Mexican. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, now. So they say to him, as he's about to board a plane, you know, basically, Boz says to him, he tells him this really weird story. Um, you know, my grandfather used to cut the heads off chickens and watch them run around. Um, if you ever come back, I'll introduce you to him. One of the oddest threats, but fine. Random. I mean, yeah. surely he'd be more scared of, like, stone like yeah. at this point because he's a big dude and yeah um, elderly man with an axe <laughs> yeah uh but anyway uh the um uh the, 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 he's not really that bothered because he basically says well what goes around comes around isn't he yeah. you know um i wonder what, what they do where were they flying him to i i don't know whether they're going to put him in like well it wouldn't be witness protection no, that's what i was it? thinking yeah it would be witness protection but I don't know. <laughs> I've no idea. Really. Are they taking him on holiday? Are they just flying him over to the other the other side of the country, just ditching him and then just flying back him. again? Yeah. yeah. Unless they're going to put him under protective custody, like twenty four seven, and if he's or if he's free to go, because he's not under arrest, is he? Um, you just it just well, yeah. Don't know. Maybe, maybe they flew him to Japan or something, and just dropped him off there. Yeah. Just yeah. Put him somewhere. Um, so anyway, Stone turns back up at the uh, the encampment and he throws the ear at Chains. Yep. Um, and he Chains has this kind of weird thing where he starts then talking into it um, a bit sort of Reservoir Dog style and then also putting it next to his old lady's ear, who's not very happy with this. He's, no. Is she? Um, Ice is pissed off that Chains uh, is kind of giving um, Boz a job to go and collect the drug money. Yeah, because that was Ice's gig, wasn't it? He sort of he gives he gives Ice's gig to to Stone, the yes. Boz, and uh, he's not even a not even in the crew yet, really. No, not really. Um, and then Chains calls um, this woman Copper, who yeah. he gets to check out his story, doesn't he? You know, yeah, he, he's got a mole inside the place. Yeah, uh, but Ice. I don't know if he, he sort of like, you know, he doesn't realise this or he doesn't know it, because, but he seems a bit sort of like confused as to what's going on. Um, but yeah, uh, so Boz and, and Chains' old lady, Nancy, um, yeah. they go to collect the drugs. Uh, yeah, the drug- with, with a character, I didn't get his name either, the one who looks a bit like a... Tool. Tool. Well, he looks like a tool, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he looks uh, like a middle-aged teddy boy. Yeah, he he's got weird hair. Again, he's mm. ginger as well. I think he's like proper ginger. I think at this yeah. point, not that I've got anything against gingers, but it it stands out a little bit, I guess, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So what I don't get is right because they're 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 getting money from a brothel. Yes. So and this is what the mafia don't like because they're basically taking protection money off the mafia's area where they take protection money. So these poor fucking businesses, these honest you know honest hardworking brothels, have got to pay out to. <laughs> The Brotherhood and the Mafia. Yeah. They're getting shagged, shafted all over the place, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did like this bit, though. 
Yes. Um, so this car just sort of like pulls up uh, uh, and they're moaning about the Brotherhood, you know, stealing their money, etc. Yeah. And he pulls a fucking grenade out and throws it at him. <laughs> throws it at Tool. And Tool gets blown through a window. Yes. Uh, and then Nancy gets robbed um, and Boz jumps onto the bonnet of a car uh, which is, you know, kind of going through an alleyway and uh, you picked up the wrong passenger, buddy, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then, it, you know, the, the car smashes uh, into something. Boz gets out, beats them up, does an amazing arm break, which... Yeah, but it was a really good arm break. But the bloke whose arm's broken doesn't seem overly bothered. No, it's sort of like just a... Arr! He goes, ah! <laughs> and then, because the driver sneaks around and he's got the gun... Boz has to stop. And the bloke who's just had his arm snapped in half just casually gets back in the car again yeah. so they can drive away. I mean, it's like the way he does it, he sort of, he gets his arm and he breaks it over his shoulder, doesn't yeah. he? You know, it's like proper, like broken off. Like yeah. it'd be hanging like off. at the elbow, like bending the elbow the wrong way until it goes snap. The bone would be sticking out, you'd imagine, yeah. at this point. Um, it would be a reap mess. But he doesn't seem that bothered, does he? No. Does he? So, um, yeah, he just walks away. Um, and then um, the the thing is, the dude who threw the hand grenade points his gun at Boz. Why doesn't he kill him? Like, if he's willing, if he's prepared to throw a grenade in the middle of the fucking street. Yes, that somebody, is a, a very, very good point. It just, <laughs> it just shoots him. Yeah, there is a lot of violence that happens here with apparently no repercussions. But yeah, grenade in the street, fine. But I, I shan't shoot this person who just, yeah, snapped one of my friend's arms. Mm, yes. Because <laughs> in reality, what he's done by blowing up the other fella is he's pissed off because he's come out of there and he's he's taking their money. He's blown the money up as well. Oh, yes. Very good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. The um, uh, Nancy's like upset because you know, she's lost the money. And well, she's, right, she's going to get fucked over. Isn't it? And I thought it was going to be a huge amount of money, but it's $400. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not uh, much. That brothel must be awful. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's a bit, um, yeah. Uh, Boz gives her the money because he's sort of like earning her trust at this point, yeah. isn't he? I think. Um, and then the gang just kind of got burst into the hospital and take over pretty much, don't they? Yeah. And um, Tool... I thought he'd be proper dead. Yeah. He's burnt to fuck, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he looks a bit messy. His hands are all wrapped in bandages. And his but face he's... is all fucked up as well. Yeah. yeah. He's sort of like, he's a bit like the Joker, isn't he? Like, he's yeah. got, <laughs> he's got this weird scar on his face um, that looks a bit like a smile kind of thing. Yeah. And Chains gives him the lady to look after him. Yeah, and she's, well, she's, a bit repulsed by him, isn't she? Yeah. I think at this point, um, but chains like puts her head right next to his face. So, you know, and, and he says that you're going to get married and she's going to look after him. Um, uh, and then, um, they're really horrible to gut at this point. Cause I think gut says something to him and they basically tell him to shut the fuck up. Don't they? Yeah. Uh, but they see the whip on TV. Yeah. Um, talking about, you know, the death sentence. Yes. Um, and one of the dudes smashes it with his fist. Yeah. Which is awesome. He's also uh, talking about bringing in the National Guard. 
yes, the National Guard are uh, being called in at this point, which pretty much just accounts with to two soldiers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's bad to say. Um, yes. Um, and, and then sort of Boz introduces this new drug to yeah, he wants chains. to set up a deal, doesn't he? Well, he, he's trying to get their trust by setting up a, a big deal for them. Um, yes. So they can sell it to the mafia and make a shit ton of money. Well, he says, who are you going to sell it to? And he says, oh, the Wops. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and that's exactly what I wrote. Chain and Boz, Chains and Boz go to a meeting with the Wops. <laughs> Um, which is in like a high class swanky restaurant. Uh, um, it was the guy who threw the hand grenade was called Dimitri. Um, and so chains goes in with a present, which turns out to be a motorcycle helmet thinking, Oh, what's this all about? And like even the two, uh, drug dealers who incidentally are the two, uh, white boys from, Dark Angel, which you may or may not recognise. Um, yes, they're the two uh, white boys that break into the police station at the start of Dark Angel and then oh. sort of become oh. recurring characters throughout. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, which I thought was quite cool, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, they open up the visor on the helmet and it turns out that there's a head inside it. Yeah. Which is, it's a real head at this point because it's basically, I think they've maybe have drilled a hole in the table yeah. and and sort of stuck his head in up into it which Classically is quite simple yes better than having a fake head in yeah. there i think because it well, would have looked shit a balloon with a marker pen face drawn on it would have been terrible yes um and so then chains is in his compound and he's in his boardroom and he's watching the whip deliver his speech and he does the classic thing of he's got his old VHS recorder and he keeps rewinding it because uh, he's talking about the death sentence. Yeah. Death. 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 <laughs> well, actually, no, it's not that quick because it's, it's death. 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 Because you've got to actually wait for the tape to rewind. I intend to appeal the sentencing as many times as it takes to get the death sentence. Sentencing as many times as it takes to get the death sentences. Uh, he's sort of, uh, and he just starts laughing, doesn't he? Like yeah. he's, he's, um, he's a bit fucked up in the chains. I think it's fair to say. Um, well, to honest, yeah, I was expecting him to just the way he is, the way most of them are actually. But there's there's significantly no drug use in this film, which is odd because mm. usually in this type of film they would all be off their tits on something. Yes. No, they just seem to. <clears throat> they like drinking a lot, don't they? Yeah. They just love life. <laughs> yes um and chains gets out of a shower uh and ice sees him and then i suspects boz is um up to something um and his old lady is in bed um sort of he's got this weird like rope that he swings down from 
hasn't he? I yeah. Think, if I remember so, rightly. Yeah. yeah, so like <clears throat> there's no stairs as such, but like he kind of chains he lowers himself down using yeah. this rope. His whole thing's a bit weird because it's all full of candles and stuff. I thought it was gonna be yeah, it's like I don't know. Is is yeah. Not like, the abode you would expect. No, like an eighties soft rock video kind of <laughs> yeah. like the, like Meatloaf yeah. would make or something. Yeah. Um you know, um, but his old lady's up there and she hears them talking about D-Day, which is the first time you've heard it mentioned. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about the whip and D-Day. But and he gets pissed off at her. He throws something at her like a pillow or something. Um, and then um, Boz meets Lance, not Lance Henriksen, his partner yeah. uh, in a gas station in the toilet. Yes. Um, and. The, their boss, uh, who is the, I've, you've seen him in loads of different things, but in Rocky Five, he is sort of like the. He's the Don King fella. Don, the Don King dude. Yeah, He's also right. the bloke in Requiem for Dream who makes them do ass to ass. Oh, I've not seen that. That's um, Darren Aronofsky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard about that scene, but that's. Yeah. Not... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's in many a thing. Uh, yes. Uh, he wants them to sort of like, you know, um, arrest the, the biker gang at this point. But uh, Boz says he, he wants to get them all like the mafia yeah. um, and uh, the bikers and the mafia in one sting. Yeah. Um, and um, the gang are stopped by the two um, National Guard soldiers uh, at a checkpoint, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and they... So, you know, obviously they overpower them. I think Chains has a bit of fun with them, uh, you know, sort of. And then he, he nails them into like these wooden crates, doesn't yeah. he? And then just shoots them. So he puts yeah. them in the coffin first then just shoots them. Yeah. Um, and the old lady isn't happy about this. Yeah. Nancy's not Nancy's not a fan. Yes. Um, which you'd imagine that she's. In the time that she's been there, she's seen them kill people. You would have thought. Yeah. I mean, if he's passing around her around to random people like he did at the start of the film, you'd have thought that she's experienced some pretty horrible shit at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and Ch- uh, Ice says to Chains, uh, "Oh, you can have one of my old ladies." <laughs> Which, yeah. So you sort of get, so does he get rid of her then at that point because she's spoken up against him and get a new one or yeah I don't know because like she's she's heard a bit about D Day which he's not happy about um, then this so he's not happy about happy about that uh, I can't imagine they have very like a very deep and meaningful relationship though too no. um, but yeah uh, and Gut isn't happy either at this no. point. Uh, poor old gut. Uh, yeah. uh, Chains tells him to get on his bike and um, then he gets his hand and he forces it into the spokes of the... Yeah, so does he chop his fingers off then? I would imagine, yeah, he chops his fingers off at this I don't, point. I don't know if you see him ever wearing a fingerless glove or, or with a bandage on or anything like that. I kind of forgot that that happened really quickly. Yeah. But he doesn't uh, appear that much more in the film, but when he does, I was... I forgot to look out for his hand for some reason. It's, yeah, it's pretty nasty though, isn't it? What he does to him. Yeah, it's not uh, very nice. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah. So then 
Boz sort of sees the old lady who's upset and, you know, um, she tells him that Chains has killed two guards and she mentions D-Day, but obviously Boz doesn't understand what this is at this point. Um, She wants to leave, doesn't she, apparently? Yes, but he convinces her to stay, uh, you know, at at this stage Um, because basically she'll be hunted if she leaves the the, the gang. Yeah. now this this scene, I mean, I have to say, the dialogue at this particular scene is a bit dodgy because, like, she says something like, "Oh, let them try," you know, and um, yeah, her acting falls apart a bit here. It's, it's bit not very good. Yeah, but then they have a kiss, don't they? Yeah. And again, I think because um, Boz is just using it, really. I don't think he's got any real feelings for. No, it, so it's not much of a kiss, is it? It's you know, in in a lot of films, this would have then faded into some kind of sex scene, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and then the army find the two bodies uh, of the soldiers with an, uh, like a picture of the whip with a target on him. Yes. Um, and uh, then uh, Boz and Nancy are in a diner and she's telling him the story of his life, of her life. Yeah, and she's probably sounds thinking, tremendous fun. <laughs> he's probably thinking, oh, fucking hell. Uh, um... <laughs> Shut up and eat your toast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then uh, he gets a note from the waiter who turns out to be Lance, um, and so he leaves abruptly as Ice. And so he's walking out and he passes Ice. Yeah, Ice sees him, but Boz doesn't. You'd have thought that they've. They, yeah, I wasn't sure if he saw him in his wing mirror when he just as he drove away. I weren't sure if he did or he didn't. But yeah, yeah, bit, uh, a little bit odd. Yeah. Uh, and then they go to this, like, you know, um, building or whatever. Is it like a toilet or something or a bathroom in a gas station? Uh, something like that. Yeah, I didn't actually write down the location. Yeah. Um, and Lance tells him that, you know, the basically the 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 gig's up because they've killed two soldiers now and it's, yeah. it's getting out of hand. Um, uh, and as they leave, Ice is sitting outside and he and – because, he, he, like, uh, Lance calls him Joe – uh, and I must have heard heard this, even though he's across the other side of the street. And he goes, "Hey, Joe!" And he pulls out his gun and starts shooting at him. Uh, um, In broad daylight again, yeah, to spray him bullets around. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit, does he? Really, at this point. Um, and then they have a, a, a bike chase. Yeah. In the in the the street and. Um, this is the kind of the continuity errors that I was talking about because at one point. He's wearing a bandana, and at one point he's not wearing a bandana. Um, but I did, I, I'll be honest, I didn't notice. I was too busy just seeing what they were doing, uh, where they were going, because they, they go up and down the road. They can't shoot for shit, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's, Ice is just causing as much destruction as he possibly can. He shoots some cops. Uh, he cuts another driver's arm, so he loses <laughs> control of his car. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. Um, but then Boz sort of kicks him uh, into the the you know uh, the path of another car. It's barely a kick. It's re- it's just really weird because there's all this carnage going on, and he finally gets level with him. Just sort of dinks him, ping, nudges him into an oncoming car. Obviously, his bike just explodes because everything is really explosive. Yes, uh, it's it, very dangerous. It's um it's a pretty good old smash though. Um, yeah. 
and he goes over to him, um, old Boz, to check that he's dead, basically. And and his last words are "fuck you," isn't it? Um, yeah, fuck you, cop. As he's burnt, <laughs> burnt to shit, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Nancy's sort of like, uh, leaving and, um, picks up, picks up the phone as she's leaving. And it turns out that this is the, the mole cop who Chain's called. Um, and this is where she finds out that, um, that Boz is actually, is a cop. Because she asks him out right at one point, I think, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Because the the policeman says that she did the cross checks and... John Stone is also coming up as Joe Huff. Yes. So Nancy asks him, and she does confront I actually rewind it because I wasn't sure if he told her or not. Because she goes, oh, just tell me you're not a cop. And he says, all right, I'm a cop, I think. But then yeah. she doesn't confirm it in her own brain until later on for some yeah. reason. Yeah. So. Until he gets, uh, later on in the film, he actually... Um, gets a, a call on the radio or yeah. something like that. Um, see, I thought that actually he said to he, he basically lied to her face and said, "I'm not a cop." That's or, what I thought. I wasn't. I wasn't 100 percent sure. So I had to watch it. A couple, I thought he said, "Okay, I'm not a cop." And then I wrote it again. I'm sure he goes, "Okay, I'm a cop." I wasn't. I'm still not entirely sure if he says, "Yes, I am," or "No, I'm not." Yeah. Um, but either but way, she seems pissed off straight away afterwards. So maybe he does say, oh, "I don't know." Yeah. Um, but then cut to the night time and uh, Chains and all the gang are having a little bonfire party, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Ice's funeral. <laughs> Where the fuck did they get the body from? Yeah, good point. Um, and it's just propped up. I mean, like rigor mortis appears to have set in at this stage. Because <laughs> <laughs> they stick, he's on his bike on a pyre of um, wood. Yeah. And they stick a, is it a cigar in his mouth or yeah, something. Yeah, Chains puts a cigar in his mouth. Kisses him. Throw a bucket of petrol over him. Just set fire to him. Because they say that send him to Valhalla or something, don't they? So I suppose it's their version of a Viking funeral. Yes. But um, yeah, that, that I mean, you'd think, I mean, since the, the bike exploded into a car, that the first people to turn up may have been, I don't know, paramedics the police so i'm not sure how they got the body so quickly mm. yeah uh and and so they're sort of like the they're setting up the drug deal now aren't they yeah um and Oz uh, is back with the fbi isn't he yes and meets the truck driver who's an undercover cop yeah. uh, who's going to be doing the deal um and they they go to the the drug deal um chains and you know bars and whatever um and at this point i must admit because they don't explain i mean, I think they do a good job of it but they don't sort of tell you what's going to happen so no. this came as a bit of a surprise to me because the the uh, undercover cop driver the truck driver he, he has a bit of an argument with Boz and he says the money's not enough and i want more money yeah he's getting 50k out of a million isn't he and he wants 10 percent. yeah so uh... I couldn't remember this. I must admit, I couldn't remember. I was thinking, what the fuck's going on here? Is is he turning rogue or what? Yeah, because uh, he just shoots him. He, t- he says he'll go. To, he says he'll have a word with Chains. Turns his back on the truck driver, and then just turns around and shoots him. Yeah, I was like, well, hello. What's going on here then? Yeah. Um. Well, I, I, and 
I mean, there's some good squibs, I think. There's yeah. no, like, CG. I mean, it's, it's all, like, um, you know. Oh, it's all practical, isn't it? Practical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and maybe I thought, well, maybe uh, Boz is doing this to prove to Chains that he, he's actually killing somebody in front of him because he, yeah. he hasn't actually done that yet, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, and then Boz is in the truck with Nancy driving the drugs uh, to the location and it turns out that Chains has pulled a bit of a switch on him, hasn't he? Yeah. Because like, they they changed the location of where they're taking the drugs to. Um, and um, Boz has to radio, radio in in front of Nancy, who then obviously confirms that he's a copper. And she's yeah. pissed off. She's like, probably yeah, she's not happy. Yeah. Uh, and then, so Boz then goes off on his own uh, back to the site where they had the original drug deal uh, and sort of says that, you know, we need to get the drugs back basically, doesn't he, at this point? Yeah. Uh, uh, and you go on. None of the others seem overly concerned again. It's quite weird because they're all really, because he t- has to talk him into putting this thing back on again. And they're all really worried about it going tits up. And then when it goes tits up, when he tells him, he's not overly, it's not like, oh my fucking God, my career's over. <laughs> Lance didn't say none of that. It's like, well, would you mean it's on the street? So like, no, 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 we'll sort it. Okay. Yeah, uh, and he does. Go over there. And he chases after yeah. the the bo- uh, the uh, the truck, which is now in the the uh, the hands of the the wops, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, their words, not mine. Um, and he he sort of like says, "Oh, pull over, buddy," uh, and it obviously doesn't. Uh, yeah. And then he shoots the. Um, the brake sort of cable between the the back of the truck where all the drugs are and the front. Yeah. Uh, and again, like you said, it's all, everything's explosive and it hits a gas station. <laughs> Boom. Yes. Um, with a, a massive explosion. Um, yeah. I mean, that's quite costly and probably kill people. Mm, yeah. Well, the thing is as well, you think part of the drug deal or, you know, he's had to obviously get this signed off by his boss to sort of, you know, yeah. uh, uh, not that they would have been keeping the drugs around for any reason, like to try and, you know, get money back off them or whatever. But so I suppose, although the drugs were blown up, it's still a lot of money. There's a lot of collateral damage there. Yeah. A lot of cost. There's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork that's going to have to go on behind the meeting. So, did you get the, did the drug deal go down? Yeah. Did you did you get the mafia? No, uh, no, we didn't get the mafia. Okay, uh, have you got the drugs? No. Okay, what happened? Well, we've we've also got payout for a gas station, uh, a truck trailer, and uh, there's a a family of Mexicans working in the petrol station, and they're all dead. <laughs> yes, uh, and that, well, we'll discuss at the end uh, how much actually Boz achieved whether or not he saved the day. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so anyway, the um, the, the um, AWOL, the army dude who you briefly saw earlier on, uh, he's now getting a helicopter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah, it just it was just it just it was a turn. It was a turn I didn't see coming because obviously they got the money off the mafia for the drugs. Uh, the mafia are now out of the film, so don't worry about those. They're they're just there in the background somewhere. But yeah, I'm assuming they're using that money for a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's a fair bit going on with the film. I've, you know, there's a few sort of like little plot points and things that you know develop as you're going on, I guess. Um, so, but Boz goes back to the the um, the encampment, and Jane starts having a bit of a game of Russian roulette with him because yes. guess who shows up? Yeah, it's the Weasel Man, old ear dude. Because at first you think Nancy's grasped him up, but then it turns out he's back. So wherever the FBI dropped him, dropped him off wasn't far enough no uh and at this point chains pretty much starts killing everybody <laughs> <laughs> he killed he kills the weasley ear man yes and then shoots nancy kills nancy which yeah. i thought was i say that's always bothered me i mean she's i suppose one of the most sympathetic characters in the film because yeah. She's just there, isn't she? I mean, like she says herself, you know, she kind of had a bit of a shitty childhood, shitty uh, upbringing, ended up bouncing around a bit, turned, ended up going to the biker gang. Um, and that's been her life, hasn't it? You know, yeah. and then she gets fucking killed. Which... Yeah, she's she's the person who usually gets taken out of the environment and given a second chance. Yeah. And you think that if um, Boz would have let her go when she said, I want to go, that she would probably still be alive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At this point. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, they say that he, Boz is going to be the angel on their shoulder, isn't yes. it? Yes. Because now we're, again, this is D-Day. Uh, yeah. this, this is the whip. Uh, crack the whip. And um, they're, they're flying into a court. Uh, or they're, they're, they're driving to the court, aren't they? The courthouse. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, this is where you sort of see the the Brotherhood's plans start to unfold. They're giving out radios and bombs and shit. It's quite extravagant. Yes, um, and as a, they're going to blow stone up to create a diversion. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, like okay. if yep. Um, and so, like you know, you, you see them sort of like planning this, and it's all sort of unfolding. And then, you know, some of the gang members are, are now like uh, delivery drivers. Uh, even uh, uh, Chains has had his hair cut now. Yeah. Um, Clean he looks, shaven, dressed looks as a nor- Well, he looks like Lance Henriksen now, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks normal. I guess dressed as a priest. Yes. Um, and they let him. Oh, and he gets like you know they have the metal detectors waved at him, but he, he's the it goes off. Um, uh, but you know, he pulls out his crucifix, um, and you know, he kind of, the, the soldier apologizes for, for scanning him and all this kind of stuff. Um, uh, and then he's in the courtroom and he sees the undercover courtroom, the courtroom as it's, the courtroom was very chatty before the judging panel comes in. Everyone seems to have a right good chinwag, but not only that, there's quite a few people laughing and smiling and joking. It just seemed odd that everyone was happy and chatty yeah Yeah. the jovial atmosphere before before this it was just i don't know stood out to me as a bit weird before somebody gets handed the death sentence (laughs) (laughs) um and he and chains sees the undercover cop sitting in front of him who the undercover cop uh was the driver you know the truck driver yeah um and he doesn't recognize him or i don't know he has like a quizzical look on his face almost like I recognise you, but I can't picture where from because you look a bit different. Yeah, mistake. Yes. Um, and then Boz is in a helicopter um, and he's got a, a a bomb strapped to him. Yeah, they, they're going to boot him out of the helicopter when the when the countdown gets to 20. Yes. Uh, and he's got 
like two minutes before the 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 bomb goes off, uh, and he he does his manly strength because he's sort of tied to the helicopter, isn't he? At this point, yeah. But he he breaks free, starts having a scrap with uh, one of the gang members. Um, they're having a bit of a fight, a bit of a tussle. Uh, he's he put he, he sort of does he spray some oil in his face or something like this? I don't know. I don't I don't know if he did or not. All I know is that he does. He puts the bomb in the dude's jacket and then boots him out of the helicopter when there's less than two seconds left on the bomb. Yes, uh, which then obviously acts as the distraction which the Brotherhood wanted. Yeah, um, because. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what they wanted, wasn't it? They wanted an, ex- an explosion to sort of distract the soldiers. Um, and so then Chains starts going ape shit. Kill- he kills the undercover copper and says something yep. like, you won't get back up from this or something like that. Uh, the, the gang breaking through every fucking window going. Yeah, because uh, the lorry backs up, doesn't it? And then about about 10 bikes come out the back of one small lorry, which is fine. Yeah. Um, Everyone gets killed. All the civilians yep. get killed. Jury dead. Yes. Judge dead. Um, the whip dead. Dead. Because <laughs> the so whip's about their to plan escape. Is, their, yeah, their plan has just gone faultlessly so far. It's perfect, isn't yeah. it? That they're on a, a sort of a I say suicide mission. Um, they don't mind if they die, really. Do they? I, well, I mean, they have got an escape plan, but I know. But this is this is the thing. At the end of the day, they are. Uh, a biker gang and they have one helicopter yes if push really came to shove i don't fancy their chances against the military yeah and i'm not sure how they th- or what because obviously they, they break the fella out who's their leader apparently mm-hmm. but where were they hoping to run away to what was their plan mm. they ain't getting away from that building scot-free no so why bother no because you're there's no way you can escape, even in a helicopter. They'll just wait until you get somewhere else and they'll shoot you down. Just shoot you down, yeah. Um, I do like this scene, though, because um, um, Chains says to Whip... You know, at a moment like this, I think of my father's last words, which were, Don't, son, that gun is loaded! <laughs> which, <yeah. laughs> Brilliant. Apparently... Um, uh, Lance Henriksen, he did uh, put his own dialogue into the, the film. You know, he's, a lot of his own dialogue. Um, so, you know, it's quite witty, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then all hell's breaking loose. The army are shooting people at this point. Some of the biker gang are dying. Um, the, you know, the, the chopper is sort of like flying over the court. Well, it's flying down the street, isn't it? First, very, very low. Yes. Oh, that's quite cool, actually. Yeah, it, I thought it, that was pretty good. It does fly very close to the ground. Yeah. Um, and fairly close. I mean, not probably not in reality, but um, yeah, because the, the boss has got um, AWOL like in a headlock, hasn't he? Yeah. He tells, tells him to land it, but he doesn't land it. He flies about six foot above the ground. And then obviously you've got the crowd of extras and stuff in front of the building, and he tells him to pull it up. I'm sure it weren't that close to the mm. people it was flying towards but you certainly wouldn't have that happen these days no it's a pretty impressive stunt yeah um and uh then he says something uh, boz says something like um to awol um angels don't die um as he jumps through the roof of the oh i, I loved it <laughs> <laughs> i loved it jumps out of the helicopter falls through a glass roof 
lands on the floor. He's, he's fallen. He's fallen probably a good 30, well, 40 30. foot minimum. Yeah, yeah. Once you take the helicopter height down. Through a glass roof, hit the floor, gets up in half a second and then just throw someone through a window or against the wall. I can't remember, but I was just laughing. Yeah, just Love. kill it. So he gets a pistol and a shotgun and he's just mowing people down. Um, yep. uh, guts in, in uh, the, one of the rooms. <laughs> um, poor old gut. <laughs> Before, before that, well, that's the that's the, the he shoot. Yeah, he, he, uh, he jumps out the window through the roof, shoots a man. Um, does he then? Does the first person he kills is that the leader, the escape leader? Blows the bike up. Uh, not yet. No, that? no. That's uh, so. I've got a little story about him. Well, but um, the one of the guys that he shoots is the guy in Terminator 2 that Arnie first meets, who he says to him, I want your boots, your your motorcycle and your jacket and all this bollocks. Uh, I thought and he, I and, recognised him. And he puts the cigar out on Arnie's chest. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, he is, like, shouting out the window to the army, saying, we want this, we want that, yeah. you know. We'll kill everyone if you don't give it to us. And uh, anyway, Guts in the same room as him. And poor old Guts sort of like looks around, sees Stone, and he goes, ooh. And then uh, the, the biker dude sees Gut looking through the doorway and ends up shooting him in the yeah. back. So he's dead. Yeah. Um, and then um, Stone kills him and blasts him through the fucking window. Yep. And then <laughs> Again, you see him. He falls and then hits a car. Yes. Uh, again, explosions, uh, going through windows, breaking glass. It's just constantly throughout yeah. this film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, Chains is on the back of a bike that's been uh, driven by an actor called Magic, Magic Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Spaceballs reference? I was just thinking that. Uh, and his name in the in the the film is called poker um they've got some colorful names haven't they like i said gut uh tool trouble mudfish ice um awol greek uh and poker which is awesome uh chains obviously um and he this is links back to our awol show van damme fights him in the, Is he squ- the squash court, squash court, yes. Well, there you go. I know. Sort of, he's the one that's slamming Van Dam into the walls and doing all sorts of shit to him. Uh, and Van Dam kicks him through the glass, which yeah. I think we had, we had a bit of a debate about whether or not he would be able to do that. But still, yeah. only at the velocity he was travelling at the time. Yes. Uh, so they have a bit of a standoff at this point, um, and then. AWOL is kind of, he's still trying, he's flying around and he's still trying, he's yeah. going to trying to get hold of chains, isn't he, at this yeah, point? Yeah, because it's his job in literally just to pick him, him up and then Scarpa. Yeah. Uh, and they have a bit of a standoff, um, Boz and this bike, and chains gets off. And then um, the, the bike sort of like, you know, starts um, riding towards Boz. Boz shotguns him. He goes off the back of the bike. The bike flies out the window. Into the helicopter. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish that hadn't been in the... Well, I didn't watch the trailer actually till afterwards, but that shouldn't have been in the trailer. That should have been kept separately. Yes. Like your special reserve explosion for film for the whole film only. I know. And that is a... That's like um, 
that happens in Terminator 2 as well, I think, doesn't it? When uh, Robert Patrick's... Yeah, he jumps um, out of the building, doesn't he, onto, onto the helicopter. Yes, that's sl- right. slurps his way through the hole in the window. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, Boz uh, captures Chains and starts beating the shit out of him, doesn't he? Uh, that, yeah, that was quite funny. Cause, yeah, because John... Uh, Boz walks into the court, the courtroom itself, sees the carnage of everyone dead, sees that the whip's dead. Chains pops out like he's like he genuinely considers himself some kind of physical threat to to the Boz, which he isn't. And then Boz just yeah, just beats the fuck out of him, mm. throws him halfway down some, st- or throws him down some stairs, but he kind of slithers to a halt halfway <laughs> down, <laughs> like a proper old man, yeah. just a broken old person. Because he's he, he headbutts him in all sorts, doesn't he? Yeah. Like you he know, slams him up against two walls. I think punches him a couple of times. Headbutts him and just flings him halfway down a set of stairs. Yeah, but and I love he... the fact he didn't roll all the way down. That he rolled backwards a couple of times and then just yeah, just come to a slithering halt. Yeah, that was very cool. And then Slo- Boz slowly starts walking down the steps towards yeah. him um, as a sort of a bit of Russian roulette moment with him, like. Uh, chains did to him uh, yeah. uh, shortly ago uh you know and he says something like you know imagine the future chains because you aren't in it <laughs> yeah oh, I, I do love the because he picks him up by his hair i mean yes this fella's the big bad and he's just had the shit kicked out of him <clears throat> now he's got the indecency of just being picked up by his hair doesn't get shot and then he just throws him down the rest of the stairs mm. he's got, fuck you old man yeah fuck. And all the police come in at this point, and uh, Lance, like never. <laughs> yeah, Lance and his boss, um, and the two coppers grab um, chains, and they're about to just sort of like you know put him in handcuffs or whatever. And it's the typical lethal weapon moment, isn't it? Yeah. You know, at the end of lethal weapon, um, Lance in slow motion goes to grab the gun of one of the coppers, goes to shoot Boz, and then. Um, Sorry, I've said Lance then. Chains does that because it's confusing because Lance is the partner and not Lance Henriksen. But anyway, so yeah, Chains goes to grab the gun and then Lance uh, shoots him, but you don't see it sort of like until you sort of like see the slow realization in the face in the face of Chains that he's been shot. And then you see that it was actually Lance that killed him. Uh, And then he falls over a balcony. Yeah, like they cause... don't stop him. <laughs> they just let him fall off a balcony. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, Good old Lance. He's, he's got his little earring in at this point. Yes. I wasn't sure if he had in earlier. But... Yeah. Uh, and he says something like, oh, you know, it's time to turn it on, which is, I think, is something that Boz says to him, sort of, you know, uh, there's a time to turn it on at this, you know. Um, and then the closing shot um, is. Boz just walking down the steps of the yeah. court, courtroom, pretty much. And the, the credits are really desperate to come in at this point. And the, yeah, the credits are rolling as he's walking, and it's a yeah. it's it's basically the camera is just sort of looking up at Brian Bosworth as he's walking down, and then he just stops, you know, as the uh, you know, and the screen goes black and the song comes on, um, and yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, it's. Got this. Just I've just remembered this. I've just made a note of it before. Similarities to Dark Angel, in as much as that sort of mish, mish, fuck me, mi- <laughs> mismatched 
cops. Like you got Dolph Lundgren, who's a bit of a tough guy, renegade, and yeah. then he's partnered up with um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Brian Ben Ben in real life, anyway. Yes. Uh, and then you've got um, Brian Bosworth, who's again like a rene- renegade cop, and he's partnered up with Lance, who's yeah, sort of true. like again. Out of water. Anyway, that was Stone Cold. Um, with it being uh, said, uh, a film you've never watched before, mm-hmm. what did you think about it? Oh, thoroughly enjoyable. Hey, <clears throat> yeah, it's a uh, yeah, reasonably low budget, but good practical effects, great plot. It, it just knows when to it just knows when to accelerate it. Like at the end, <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't try and shit the bed in the last two minutes a bit like blue jean cop does but it, it kind of like 10 15 minutes to go it just steps up that gear mm. and then just keeps on going till the end and yeah there's some of the stuff with like with the helicopter and the bike and things brilliant yeah really good really really enjoyable oh i'm, I'm <clears throat> excuse me i'm always pleased when you know you enjoy a film that um and me you know i guess but yeah. you know you, you enjoy a film that you've never watched before um and and you can i suppose you can acknowledge and recognize that it is one of those kind of daft action movies that absolutely you don't see anymore you know and it's um well that's the weird thing you said about like the first person who came in directing um was filming all the background stuff and that that's the problem that's what they do now is it wouldn't be one hour 32 it'd be two and a half hours and there'd be half an hour of backstory before you got to the point of the film yeah. Whereas this, within, within within four minutes, you know what the film's going to be about, and you know exactly what what the boss has got to do. Mm. You've seen him in action. You've seen the sort of the sort of cop he is. He's been blackmailed, and you know what he's got to do. That's all the setup you need for a film like this. He doesn't need to be. You know, he doesn't need to start as in you know, Los Angeles, nineteen seventy two. You don't need to see him as an eight year old boy witnessing a robbery or something, which is why he became a cop. You don't need a scene of him going through cop school and being a weakling and then you know getting big and buff and growing his mullet. You don't need any of that. You just need, yeah, four, four minutes in, I know what it's about. I'll sit down and enjoy it. Yeah. He's a badass renegade cop. He likes yeah. shagging women. He likes riding his bike, which apparently it was his own bike that he rode. Yeah. You know, he, you know, clearly, I say did his own stunts. You know, there are scenes in it where he's riding his bike. Um, yeah. You know, he's a tough guy. He's a he's an action dude. Um, he'd, he'd rather sort of punch somebody first than ask questions later. But they're saying that, like we said at the start, you know, he, he's not completely meat-headed because he's, no. he stopped that one um, uh, store robber by, you know, being a bit cleverer. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, all the only person he saved in the entire film. He, he, well, that's the thing, see. He's actually terrible at his job. He's, he's awful. So, yeah. like you said earlier on, he's, he's lost the drugs. He didn't yeah. get the mafia. Nope. Um, he every, Basically, the biker gang succeeded in their task, yeah. which was the killing the whip. Dead. Yeah. yeah. Killing the whip, killing everybody in the, 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 um, uh, the, the court, yeah. killing loads of civilians. Yeah. Um, and you know, died as martyrs. <laughs> he could have saved Nancy, dead. Yeah, gut. Uh, the only other person who might have stood a chance of getting some kind of, you know, deal, dead. Yeah, everyone's dead, and he just gets to walk away, dripping in blood, thinking that was a good day's work. But yeah. everyone's dead. The 
the you know the political system's in a bit of a mess there now. They've got to hold elections. They've got to rebuild the courtroom. They've got to build a monument and stuff to the people who died on this D-Day. Army's got to find a helicopter. They've got two positions in the local newspaper because some of their soldiers... Actually, no, they'd lost about 50 soldiers. Yeah, carnage. But he got to walk away with one nipple hanging out of his leather waistcoat. Yes, I know. What did you think about him as an actor then? Bearing in mind, as I said, that, you know, up until a, a couple of years prior to the well you'd imagine a year because the the film this would have been you know filmed in 1990 you would have thought um so when it because it was released in 91 so but i can't imagine he'd have had lots of training as an actor at this point i think he's reasonable i mean what you said about his character like when he was in the nfl um this character, I think, this character's written to be somewhat smug. You know, he doesn't show much in the way of breadth of acting ability, mm. but his character is semi-smug, not the friendliest, not an arsehole, but it's, it's a fairly one-dimensional character, but it doesn't mean he couldn't... I've not seen him in anything else. I don't know what he's like in anything else. But I suppose the way the character's written, he play, he plays that well enough. I'm not sure. Charisma-wise, he's no—he's no, no, no charisma-wise. He's no worse than like an early Arnie, mm. I suppose. Because like, look at early Arnie; he's hardly dripping with charisma. He's just sort of this big, muscly man who's got. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, no, I thought I thought he was fine. I think. Mm. Yeah, I think he's pretty. Re- he's quite reasonable. Yeah. I mean, you know, considering this, if you like, was his probably his big starring role. I think yeah. you know, it's well, a it's a good one, it, right? So I did think, why has he not been bigger? And I I didn't. Well, I didn't know he was a, a famous American football player, and I thought, well, he. Cle- I was on the the line of thinking that he clearly didn't make it because he's trying to be an action star called Brian Bosworth. Mm. It just doesn't have that ring to it, you know. If he was called like, you know, Brian Razor or something brian razorback if he'd have taken like a film name rather than his normal name i don't know but i i, I didn't know he was already well known outside of film so i was thinking maybe he didn't have quite you know didn't get more of a career or i didn't even know what career he had but i thought maybe he didn't become more famous just because of his name mm-hmm. because names matter they do yes that's uh, but i'm so pleased that you enjoyed it that was good oh, yeah. uh Absolutely. awesome um, now we did have a little bit of Twitter co- correspondence as well. Um, so shall we read out those? Uh, yes, let me find it. Uh, yeah. Do you want to go with the first one? Okay, I'm I'm taking it. This is from David. Yes, you would be right. So this is from our Lord and Master David, and he has put uh, one of the most enjoyable films ever, and one which is sadly overlooked: a cheesy action spectacular with the Boz. On top form. I remember watching him during his NFL days. Oh, there you go. Uh, this is from Gavin at Kaiser Soze 13. Uh, definitely one great action movie. Saw it years ago and only found it last year on sale. So, of course, had to buy it. Uh, this is from Frederick. I'll just say Frederick. Yes. Um, and he has put great action movie that I have owned on both VHS and DVD. Extremely entertaining, as always with Lance Henriksen and William Forsyth. And please just say Frederick in Sweden. I cry every time you butcher my last name. <laughs> oh, that's 
a bit of luck. Thank you, Frederick from Sweden. There you go. Um, and finally, uh, Gareth uh, Cutcliffe or at Cutty1427 on Twitter. Uh, I've never seen the film before, but still look forward to hearing you two chat about it. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Now, um, you can get this or actually, well, I say you can, you could. Uh, it's showing a sold out at the moment, but check out 101 Films. Um, I think um, we review or we have reviewed a lot of stuff for them, uh, uh, you know, over the years. Uh, but they have got uh, Stone Cold um, on, I think it's DVD or Blu-ray, um, one of them anyway, uh, and you can buy it. Um, I mean, you can watch it on YouTube like we did, but if you want to buy it and own it, then it's there to do it. Um, there you go. So I'm desperate mm-hmm. to know. This is the, the the point where we ask you, what film have you got for us to chat about next time? Well, I'm I'm kind of completing a circle. Oh. Um. So. We are, we are, we're just, we're just taking a little backward step to 1989. Yeah. Uh, um, and we are starring Sean Cannon. Uh, okay. Uh, William Christopher Ford. Christopher Ford, sorry. Uh, no. Thomas Ian Griffith. Oh, is it Karate Kid Part 3? Yeah. I know it's unoriginal, given that my last choice was Part 2. But I'm intrigued because I haven't seen part three. I think I've seen part three half a time since I saw it in the cinema. Oh, right. Yeah. So, it. Uh, well, I think I said last time I've seen bits of it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. So, yeah, that'll be cool. And that will coincide because obviously we um, we talked about it a little bit last time. But I know you've been watching it because it's available on Netflix now. Um, yes. Cobra Kai. Um, so... Cool. I mean, I did mention I'd probably pick it last time as well. I really thought I might just do two and three, do a little series. Yeah. Don't worry, I've got an absolute something for the time after. I'll, I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be. Oh, you think Spaceballs was bad? Anywho, but next time, yeah, I'll be interested in seeing what the Karate Kid Part Three, not three. None of them are threes and twos. They're all parts. Hmm. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, well, I must admit, I am looking for, although I've heard it's shit, um, but, I, you know, or shitter, shall we say, or not as good as the, the first two. But uh, I don't know. I've got a feeling. I don't know. I don't know if I like bits of it, but I've got a feeling there's some there's some gold in there. Oh, well, 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 we'll check that out next time. Um, and it'd be nice to perhaps do a like a Halloween type, you know, horror movie for. Oh, October. shit. Yeah, it's that time of year again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Because this has been so non-happening, I yeah. forget that October's a thing. Yeah, yeah. There Ooh, you go. Yeah. Well, I chose last year's Halloween thing. You could, you can have this year's. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so there you go. I still can't believe it's been a year. That's mental. That's sort of yeah. just you know flown by so quickly. Um, but anyway, um, thank you very much for listening. As always, it's it's really appreciated. Um, and uh, as I, I mentioned at the start of the uh, show. We are now called 60MW. Uh, we've dropped the minutes with um, for a different, a few different reasons, which I won't necessarily go into. Nothing bad, just a yeah, bit of a, what would you call it? A soft reboot. I well, think Dave's getting old and it's easier to spell, isn't it? Yeah, just 
quicker to say 60 mw uh i guess but no it, it's it, it's nothing's changed other than you know that we're still the same shows we do the same shows we do the same stuff um you know uh check out the website which is at uh, not at sorry 60 mw <laughs> fucking balls that up 60 mw.co.uk however if you do still type in 60 minutes with uk, you'll still get to the site uh, that way as well um you can contact us. There is a contact form on the website. If you want to send us any emails, that'd be nice. Uh, we're at Twitter at 60 minutes with. You can email us uh, contact oh. at 60 minutes with dot Are we still yeah. 60 minutes with for them? Yes. I've just I've looked at the website and that's what it says. So, yes, that hasn't changed. Dave, you need to sort that out. It's a bit confusing. Yeah. Consistency. Man. <laughs> Consistent branding. Yeah, there you go. Ooh. Uh, we always give Dave a bit of shit, don't we? <laughs> he loves it. Poor old Dave. Um, and also, you will have noticed by the time this comes out that um, Dave is trialling a uh, like a schedule, I guess you want to call it that, um, rather than just kind of randomly releasing shows. Uh, we're looking at doing two a week, and September is already booked out, believe it or not. Um, so... It was sort of looking into October and bless him. I mean, that that was through me sort of saying to Dave, you know, Adam and I have got this idea to do a TV show sort of uh, spotlight thingy. Um, but, you know, we'd like the shows to be released regularly if possible. Um, yeah. So he's kind of it. Well, he's basically you now he's come up with this whole schedule of shows are now going to be released on a uh, Thursday and a Monday. I think that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, yeah, the first one was on the third of September. That was today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was our sh- sledgehammer show. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yes, more of them under the belt now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So the next one, I think, will. Be, but then I think he's also doing like a surprise Saturday. You know, if. But basically, he's interviewing everybody and their dog uh, this week. So I think he's he's going to be doing like a week long specials um, where he's you know of his interview shows with people at Grimfest, which is a horror festival. Anyway, this will mean fuck all to people who are listening in like twelve months time or, or whatever. Um, but so I'm rambling. But you can find me at Dastardly Jabby on Twitter. Uh, Adam, where are you? Uh, you can sniff me at Ape Mutterings. And we will be back next time with some Karate Kid Part 3. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.